Hi, this is Anita Hummel from the Dusty Roads podcast about living life as a global citizen. Hi, this is Anita from the Dusty Roads podcast. This is episode number nine. This episode is going to be the first of a four-part series, which will be talking about the contributory factors to poverty, both locally and globally. And as the Dusty Roads podcast is all about living life as a global citizen, this is something which I feel like whether you're going to live overseas as an expatriate, you're going to travel overseas, or whether you're just interested in the world, this is something which is important for all of us to know and understand. So the first contributory factor is actually literacy and education. And this is something which is kind of, um, which isn't kind of, which is actually very close to my heart. Literacy and education go hand in hand. And this is because poor education or lack of education is one of the major causes of poverty globally. You know, the world is filled with stories of people who were born and raised in poverty, but they were able to escape poverty only because of their education and their hard work. The World Bank has a term which they call about this concept of education and literacy and poverty. It's called learning poverty. And here's a few things or benchmarks that they talk about. One benchmark is that all children at the age of 10 should be able to be literate. And when they say literate, meaning they should be able to understand, you know, more or less simple things, um, that they should have an understanding of reading and writing. They said that 10 is kind of the magical number. And that if, if children fail to read at the age of 10, that it's much harder for them to master reading or to become literate later in life. This is why age 10 is the benchmark. They said because reading is actually a gateway to learning. Reading is a tool that will help a child to be able to learn. If a child cannot read or write, the doors to learning and many job opportunities will be closed to them. The other thing is they, they talk about is a quality education. As we know that not all education is equal, that they said that children whose parents, you know, give them a high education, this is why these children usually do better in life. And those who do not get this many times will struggle throughout their entire life. The World Bank also listed out some fundamental skills such as reading, writing, math, science, and the humanities. I really love that they put the humanities in there, too, as being an important skill, because I think, you know, you can do math, you can do the reading, you can do the writing, but it's also important that you understand a bit about the world and the arts and and everything else that's around you. I think it not only helps to make you a more interesting and, and better person, but it also helps you to be able to learn things your entire life. Worldwide, they estimate that 260 million children are not even in school. Without being in school, this can hurt a child if they later decide to get an education or when they actually join the workforce. Through my work with Project Sprouts, we have gone into many of the villages outside of Hanoi, Vietnam. And many of these villages are hill tribe people. They um, live up in the mountains. Their children, some of them, have to stay at the school because it could be 25 kilometers for them to walk just to get to school. So there's a dormitory for them where they will stay there. Little kids will be carrying all their food on their back for the whole week while they stay at the school and then going home on a Friday. 
This, of course, as you can imagine, for a poor family is a huge sacrifice. I've also been up into some of these village schools where, you know, it was eight or or eight or nine or, or 10 kilometers up these mountain roads, you know, such a mountain road that we would not even consider this a road in the United States. It would have been a mountain bike trail. And we would be going up these roads through the mud, through streams, to go to this little village, to go to a little school that had three classrooms, and the school would stop at the third grade. For children who live up in these villages, it's a really tough decision for their parents. Do you drive a child down to school every day, which could take quite a bit of time, or do you do you actually, um, you know, do you stop their education at the third grade? Do you pay for the child to to have the food on their back for the family who might need the food for themselves, so that your child can get an education? You know, this becomes some of the harsh realities that many of these families have to face. And also on top of this, if you have an older daughter and you need you and your wife need to both work out in the fields in order an income for the family, and you've got young children at home, do you have the older daughter stop school and take care of the young children? I've seen and met many families that have been faced with many of these harsh realities when it came time for education for their children. And many times I'm sad to say what happens is the older daughter usually does end up staying home. She ends up becoming the full-time caregiver to some younger siblings, and she totally uh, misses out on her education. I remember one such girl that I met. We met her one day when we were at the school, and we were going to be delivering some blankets for the children for the winter time. And she had walked 20-some kilometers out of the mountains with a younger brother on her back and another, um, another brother that was walking with her. And she walked all this way to get a blanket. I later wanted to hear a little bit about her story because I was so impressed with seeing this. And I was told that she had to leave school at the age of nine. She was at that time, she was 11. And every day she dreamed of being able to go to school. Again, this becomes some of the harsh realities. Someone like that will probably end up with a few choices in life. She will get married probably at a very young age, maybe 15, 16 years old, or she will go work in a a factory or be some kind of laborer, or she'll get sold into the sex slave trade. And, um, you know, usually a lot of them are are going into China. And those girls who who end up going into a place like China, most of them never come back. This is one of the reasons why, you know, literacy and education is also a very hard and difficult question for a lot of families. But it's also why it's so important. You know, a parent needs to fully understand that if they do not have their daughter or their son get an education and become literate, they almost guarantee that the family cycle of poverty will continue to the next generation. I think this is a very important point to remember, that a young girl who leaves school at the age of nine, who doesn't get her full education, will have very few opportunities in life and will end up getting married, having children at a young age, and she will just, that cycle will just continue of poverty with the family. This is why the World Bank and other organizations as UNESCO have placed such a high importance on education and learning. And they have said that education and learning have such an effect on poverty. 
because education allows people to be able to help themselves. What's that old saying that you can give a man a fish and you feed him for a day, or you teach a man to fish and you can help him for a lifetime? And that is exactly what education does, is it helps and ensures that someone will be able to continue to fish for their entire lifetime, not just eat the fish for the day, but for their entire life. So when you go to a um, a country which is a third world country and you see children out on the street or you see children who are working, I guess there's two things here that I have learned and began to understand in my life. One is that It's maybe not just as simple as that they have bad parents or they have parents who don't care. It may just very simply be economics, that the parents see that they have very little choice. And the other may be that the parents themselves are usually uneducated, so maybe they don't see the need for education. That is why this is such an important thing to be able to teach people at a grassroots level and within the home and to try to educate the parents as to why It is important that they allow their children, especially their daughters, to be educated. We hope that you've enjoyed this podcast and thank you so much for listening. Again, join us on the Dusty Roads of Life. We would love to hear from you. We would, um, you know, we thank those, our listeners, because we know without you, I would just be talking to, to air out there. So I really appreciate all of you who are listening to this podcast and thank you so much for listening. This podcast is sponsored by A Bus on a Dusty Road, a blog about living life as a global citizen. Please go to our blog at abusonadustyroad.com and sign up for our free newsletter. If you've enjoyed this podcast, give us a thumbs up, leave us a review, and help to pass this along. Thank you so much for listening.